Today's guest is one of the most talented, insightful and professional sports broadcasters in our great country. His extensive knowledge has seen him cover a huge number of important sports and events over the years such as the Australian Open, Formula One, MotoGP, the Olympics, Commonwealth Games, A-League Cricket, Golf, the Super Bowl and of course our great game of Australian Rules Footy. This man both informs and entertains us with his captivating columns, rigorous reporting, and brilliant broadcasting. It's three AWs, Mr. Shane McGuinness. Shane, thank you so much for giving up your time to have a chat with me. Oh, Jimmy, thank you very much for the introduction. Absolute pleasure, mate. Nice to chat. No worries. Out of all those sports that I've mentioned you've covered over the years, which one is the most enjoyable for you? Uh, look, I'll probably say the, the Australian Open tennis. Yeah. That's probably my, my favourite event in totality just because of what it does yeah. for Melbourne and I think Australian sport in general, the, the global feel of it, people from all over the world media from all over the world uh, I've always said it's a, it's a mini Olympics in Melbourne uh, every year and uh, certainly when it comes to the Grand Slams no one does it better and uh, it's probably where I got my start as well, the very first gig I had was the Australian Open for oh. three out of you so it's always, uh, it's always been close to my heart Yeah nice, well before we get to the footy I just want to do you still follow every one of those sports just as closely? Like, are you still up watching the Formula One and MotoGP even though they won't be in Australia this year? Uh, look, I, I think it, it ebbs and flows. Um, obviously, when it, it's footy season, that's where my head's at. Yep. Um, uh, around Formula One time, given Australia has the first one of the year, um, I'll, I'll do more research on it around that time. But I, I always follow it. I, I enjoy um, pretty much all, all sport, whether it's the Formula One, the MotoGP, if I miss a couple of races during the season, so be it kind of the same with the NFL. I absolutely love it, but yeah. I've got to admit, I don't get up at 3 a.m. Uh, <laughs> every, every Monday morning as religiously as some, but um, I think also, you know, Foxtel and apps these days can take a lot of sports and all fast forward through yeah. it and just watch some of the highlights, the, the highlights that I see. And, um, I mean, especially for an NFL game, it serves you almost uh, three hours. That's it. That's it. And you, you said you stated your career um covering the tennis so you started at 3w i think it was back in 2008 in january how did you actually yeah, that, break into that, the industry yeah yeah that that was it to me um yeah. i just finished uni in 2007 i always wanted to, to get into to sports broadcasting and uh, look it's a very competitive industry mm-hmm. and yeah. um I, I reached out to a, a number of organizations including 3aw and triple m and the abc and everyone was was lovely but they just weren't opportunities and then uh, I gave it one more crack after mm-hmm. completing my tip in 07, and Graham Bond at the time was uh, running sport at 3AW. He said he'd give me a crack at the, the tennis uh, for the 2008 Australian Open, and, and the rest was history, and I got an opportunity to call that year. Uh, obviously, tragedy had struck 3AW uh, in January of 2008 with the, the passing of Clinton Grider, mm-hmm. someone that I uh, bottled myself on and yeah. always looked up to and uh, and then there, there were opportunities stemming from that and um, kind of the, the rest is history you, you get more opportunities as you capitalize on, on those that you get first so I did footy and then all of a sudden the Olympics came up and Commonwealth Games and uh, here we are 12 years on. Yeah so how was that actually getting into footy and, and broadcasting and commentating with some of the big names like Rex Hunt how are the nerves and, and how did you deal with that sort of experience? Uh, significant, yeah. significant nerves. Uh, it's fair to say. It's yeah. interesting. I, I had a lot of anxiety going through yeah. um, university when I first got into media. Uh, I'd experienced real bad anxiety. Um, uh, before my first few games, 
Jimmy O'Bear at Etihad Stadium in the MCG, and I actually threw up uh, probably for <laughs> really? the first, first half of the season. I threw up before every game. I was just that nervous. Would I get the players right? Would I yeah. sound right? Would I compliment Rex Hunt, Dennis Canetti, Tony Leonard? Um, was my career hinging on, on every call? And uh, you'd make mistakes along the way, as everyone does. And, and thankfully, Fred, all the listeners are forgiven, forgiving of those early uh, mistakes. But, yeah, I had high anxiety, and you you have to back yourself in. And I've said that to other people that, you know, wanting to get into the industry, you, you'll have that anxiety, but you've got to back yourself in. If you make mistakes, yep, so be it. You move on and everyone makes mistakes and even the best, be Bruce McAvaney or Brian Taylor or whoever it may be, player ID will, will sometimes catch you out. You'll be exposed, but you move on because all the critics on Twitter and whatever it may be, guarantee it, they're not going to have much better player ID at the end of the day. That's it, 100%. What type of um, preparation or schedule do you have before a game? Because I know I've, I've talked to some commentators before and they say they like to write down the names of players on a paper, recite them during the week or write down some interesting facts. Is there something particularly you do to get ready for a game to commentate? Yeah, I, I reckon everyone's different. I yeah. always try to steal the, the best ideas from others, be yeah. it Dennis Cometti or uh, Clinton Grivers and, and Tim Wayne, see what they did and I'd steal their ideas and and the like, I usually um, watch on, on Fox Footy the, the two teams that I'm going to be calling that weekend. I won't watch the whole game. I'll just fast forward through it and make sure that I can pick up the players to the best of my ability. And if there's someone I don't know, try and see if he's got bleach blonde hair or yeah. if he wears highlighted green boots and the like. And then the night before the game, uh, we get team sheets from Champion Data. I'll take those and I'll add my notes to it. So I usually have, try and have a couple of notes on each player. Mm-hmm. It might be where they're recruited from, it might be where they went to school, it might be who their best mates are, it might be who they idolise, but just so you can add a bit of colour and flair to the commentary as the game goes on, and then obviously you're trying to find a few stats, what's the most goals they've kicked in the game, uh, what's the most possessions they've had in the game, how many possessions do they average, again, not to bombard the listener, but to complement the yeah. call, because if I'm just calling each player as they go, um, I think there would be a lot of commentators doing better than what I would be, would be doing. I really, I really admire the um, the fact that you're not scared of sharing your opinion either, or or asking a question, especially the coaches. I have to ask you about the um, the Ross Lyon incident, if that's okay. It came up again at the at the start of the year too. I think Ross responded on a podcast or something like that. Can you tell us about the incident? Uh, it was fun, um, to, to say the least. When we talk about anxiety, I don't think I've ever felt it quite the way I did after that. Yeah, I bet, yeah. It's, it's, it's funny because actually that day, I wasn't working that afternoon for 3AW per se. I'd, I'd gone down and was just sitting in the commentary box with uh, the, the lads calling mm. the game. And um, I'd done a lot of work with 6PR that year, so I wanted to just see Fremantle. And I thought after the game, I'll go down, I'll help out 3AW in the newsroom, get the press conference. I went down to the presser. And bobbed up my question of Ross, we saw a number of players go down off the ball. Was there a message before the game that you wanted your players to be physical at all times? Or was that... Well, I'm not sure what you're alluding to. Are you talking about Dockers players or Geelong players? Geelong players. We saw a few Geelong well, players. I think you're out of line because what I saw, I saw some Dockers players go down off the ball. I'm sure, I'm sure. Yeah. Well. yeah. Did you have a message to your players in particular? What do you think? Well, I just think it's a silly question. Okay. We play within the rules. Yeah. What's your name? Mine. Yeah. Shane. Shane who? McGinnis. Okay, that's the best question you can come up with after two hours of footy. You're quite brilliant, Shane. Yeah, terrific. Yeah, just go to Behind the Girls Vision and have a look. We'll see what comes out. Terrific, Shane. Yeah. And, and I was going to say, I, I never expected that. <laughs> um, after the bait the first time of what's your name and you're quite brilliant, I thought, all right, well, 
That's it. I can guarantee you I was sweating bullets at the time, Jimmy, and yeah. every other journalist were all standing in a line horizontally. Everyone took a step back <laughs> and uh, basically fed me to the walls. And uh, what was that, 2013? So here we are yeah. seven years on, and uh, it, it's still basically any time I put a comment out on Twitter or an opinion or might get something wrong, that's the first line that comes <laughs> up. You're quite brilliant, Shane. I, even, I did find it funny that... Uh, Channel 9, Footy Classified. They've got a, uh, a segment for Ross and I on the Wednesday, Footy Classified, of You're Quite Brilliant. And they yeah, did ask the yeah. executive producer for a few royalties from that, but I'm still waiting. <laughs> that's it. We handled it brilliantly, uh, that's for sure. Uh, it's time to talk about this week's footy, if that's right, too. I can't wait for Thursday. Does Port have a, have the power to beat Geelong, in your opinion? I, I think this is one of the biggest finals uh, that we've seen in, in years, yeah. namely for Geelong. Jimmy, the fact that their record in, in week one finals is so poor mm. in recent years. I think they've lost six of their past seven week one finals. Yeah. And obviously, venturing to the Adelaide Oval is, is a massive task. Don't call Adelaide have the ability to win my word they do. To be honest, I had this as my grand final, Port Adelaide yeah. and Geelong. Uh, the power top of the lateral year, Geelong, I think they're the most balanced team of any team in the finals. Uh, I, I think Geelong can course the upset the upset being that it is at the Adelaide Oval I just think the Cats have everything to play for if they can't win uh, tomorrow night Thursday night given their experience given they've got the All-Australian captain Gary Ablett's last year the Coleman medalist in Tom Hawkins then I don't know if maybe the window slams shut Mm. or or closes significantly for Geelong if they can't win it tomorrow night but this is going to be a ripping clash yeah I can't wait I can't wait for Friday either and despite the game being played at the Gabba and the Lions obviously finishing higher on the ladder the Tigers who are without Tom Lynch as well they go into this one as the clear favourite are you expecting it to go that way I think Brisbane will have learnt um, to be honest I I know there's a lot of ways about Richmond but there have been some games this year where they've played really dour um, low-scoring football, and I'll just be intrigued to see what Brisbane do mm. on Friday night and whether or not, if they can get their accuracy going, that's what let them down earlier in the year against Richmond, if they are accurate in front of goal, if Eric Hipwood has a good game, if Charlie Cameron's able to get a few snags, then maybe Brisbane can finally turn the tide. Tom Lynch is a, a massive omission. Um, obviously, it's going to be a big game for Jack Revolt. If he can't fire, then all of a sudden you're taking a, a lot of the scoring potency out of the Tigers. Uh, I just reckon Brisbane will have primed themselves mm-hmm. for this game, and the fact that they played last year in a qualifying final as well, I, I still think have a bit of a sting in the tail for the Lions. They deserve the opportunity, Brisbane. I think they need to capitalise on it on Friday night. Mm-hmm. The Saints, they're probably the feel-good story of the season, I feel. Yeah. Um, do you think they're a chance against the Dogs? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. This is the feel-good elimination final. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, you don't want either team to That's right, Obviously, exactly. It's, it's season over. The interesting thing for the Bulldogs is they finished seventh. Last time they finished seventh in a final series, they went on and, and won the grand final in 2016. So, uncharted waters. Uh, I mean, finals... We, we always talk about the increased pressure that comes about in finals. Is St Kilda ready for that? I have no doubt Brett Ratton will have primed his team uh, to expect the, the Bulldogs to come out all guns blazing. They are the story of the year by far, St Kilda. And I think regardless of result, 
Um, they deserve the accolades. I think Brett Ratton is the coach of the year, what he's been able mm-hmm. to yep. um, dig up at St Kilda. And I, I still get the feeling, uh, take nothing away from David Teague, but I, I still reckon it's a lost opportunity that Carlton this time around to have a, a solid look at Brett Ratton. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, last one, is there any hope whatsoever for the Pies on Saturday night? Oh, there is. Yeah. Oh, look, I know it's an Optus Stadium, but all the talk is about um, Collingwood being in, in quarantine. The benefit they have, at least they've been together uh, mm. at the Jubilee Resort in, uh, in WA. They've been training together. They've been uh, a lot of team bonding. Let's remember, the Eagles, yes, they've been able to train, but they've been housebound uh, as well. And mm. as we certainly know in Victoria, being housebound is, is just as frustrating. So they've been oh, having yeah. to do their own quarantine. Um, the West Coast Eagles. Yes, it might not be as rigorous as that of Collingwood, but uh, the, the Magpies will be primed. The Eagles certainly go in at favourites. I expect West Coast to win, but I wouldn't be at all surprised to see an upset here. They played a, a magnificent qualifying final a couple of years ago at Optus Stadium. They've had some wonderful finals over the years, these two sides. Um, but we know that the Eagles are a different beast back in Perth. Uh, they deserve to go in as favourites, but uh, I don't know. I just reckon Collingwood might have one more ace up this Oh, week. yeah, that's the tip of the week, is it? The the the, um, the upset, you reckon, if there's one, that yeah, might be at the Pies? I reckon there, there is every chance. Be, beware oh, the word that's made go. by there you go, huge. All right, Shane, well, we usually end uh, an interview with 10 quick-fire questions to re- reveal a little bit more about the guest of the day. Is that all right if I go through them Go with you? for it. Shoot away. Let's do it. Your favourite food? Pizza. Pizza. Favourite movie? Uh, the Fugitive. Oh, nice. Uh, if you had the opportunity to spend a season covering the F1, travelling from country to country to report on the races, or spend a season in the US covering the NFL, what would you choose? F1. Oh, good. Uh, morning or night person? Night. Yep. Uh, I, I feel that's for all journos of all answered <laughs> night. I think it's the same, isn't it, for everyone? Uh, Favourite footy player of all time? Uh, oh, it's going to be a time. Matthew Lloyd and James Heard. <laughs> Who's your idol? Um, uh, it would be my dad. Yep, good. Uh, would you rather do a hot lap around Phillip Island with Jack Miller or a hot lap around Albert Park with Daniel Ricciardo? Uh, Albert Park with Daniel Ricciardo. Yeah, nice. Uh, Favourite final? Um, look, the Port Adelaide West Coast final of a couple of years ago, elimination final, was a draw and then went on to uh, for, for Luke Shuey to, to win it for the West yeah, Coast Eagles. that was great. Uh, second last, what makes you angry, apart from me asking too many questions? Um, what makes me angry? Um... Uh, oh, gee, my wife would say a lot of things. I'd say, I'd say, slow walking people. I get very impatient. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Last one. Do you have a goal that you'd like to achieve before your media career is up? Which won't be for a long time, mind you. Uh, no, no, hopefully not. Um, I would love, I would love to cover Wimbledon. Yeah, yeah, awesome. That would be great. Oh, that was brilliant, Shane. It's, a, it's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you today. You're someone who I really admire and a true professional, um, and myself and a lot of aspiring journos and broadcasters uh, around the country uh, truly look up to you, mate. So thank you very much for the chat today. Pleasure, Jimmy. Thanks for having me on. Yes, Jimmy!